Hey, 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 what's up? This is Aiden Taco Jones and you are listening to Coffee is What Happens When You're Busy Making Plans. This is the podcast where I, Aiden Taco Jones, a stand-up comedian, <laughs> why am I laughing already, <laughs> travel around the world in search of the perfect cafe. And uh, this week I want to talk about a place I found in, uh, I'm still in Melbourne, I want to talk about a place I found called Everyday Coffee in Collingwood. Uh, this one was out of the book that I've been looking for cafes in, but first I want to talk about a few other things. It's been a nice week. Um, I took a lot of MDMA on Friday. Let's get... <laughs> I'm thinking about the new... This is still this is episode two of this new podcast that I'm doing, and um, I'm thinking about when I'm going to release all of the new episodes in October and rebrand it and try and find a bunch of new people listening to it. And I'm wondering to myself, do these new people want to hear about me taking MDMA on Friday? And the answer is unequivocally, unequivocally is yes. Of course they do. (laughs) It was great. Man, I went to this joint with... um, some uh, some friends who I met last week, this Belgian dude, stayed in my room, and uh, I met a bunch of his Belgian mates, you know, because they, they fucking, when there's one, you know, when it rains, it pours, right? And uh, that's widely uh, attributed to being about the rain, that saying, but it's actually about Belgians. So uh, when there's one Belgian, uh, five or six more and then, like, you know, a few adjacent, like, English people and Germans will inevitably follow. And uh, I've been hanging out with these guys all week. And uh, and they're gone. They left on their trip today. If you guys are listening, it was lovely. It was a lovely week that we've had. Um, we went on Friday to some fucking, like, older couple have a really nice house in West Brunswick in Melbourne. And we went there. We played poker. I didn't play poker. I just drank and uh, we took MDMA, we got in the spa, we fucking, there was a sauna there, there was a campfire, every, it was going off, man, it was a great night, and um, I just, I do, I, you know, I don't really do, I don't really do drugs that often, but uh, when the opportunity presents itself, and if there's a good crew of people, it's fan-bloody-tastic, and that's absolutely what that was. Uh um, so the weekend was a bit of a, a bit of a ride off to be honest, but, um, I don't know, man, like it's, I never even really end up doing drugs with my friends that much anymore because all of my friends aren't really drug people. So it, 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 it ends up just being like random people, but that's like some of the worst experience I've had taking drugs is like, you know, you end up with a bunch of random people and then suddenly it's fucking sunrise and you're in a room with these people who you're like, Oh, I've met like these people twice before and now I'm here and I I can't go home because I'm too high but I don't want to stay because I don't know these people so you're just shivering in a corner um yeah I don't know anyway that was real nice that one worked out real well man I also I've uh oh shit actually I don't even need to hold it if you guys were listening to this like maybe a month ago I'll retell the story now anyway for anyone who's just picked up the podcast. I I was a bit sad in Comedy Festival one Saturday night because my show wasn't going great. And I uh, I got home and it was a Saturday night and I was like, oh, I don't want to do anything. So I, I saw an ad on Instagram for some watches and it was like, free watches. Um, so I, I ordered three free watches, which ended up costing $50 because you paid for shipping. And then I just kind of forgot about it. And I knew they were going to be bad, 
like I just it was the the act of buying something I think made me feel better um, rather than you know I, I mean I've I've always fancied that I might own a watch <laughs> always it's always been an aspiration of mine <laughs> to own a watch um, I've never, yeah, I, I owned a watch when I was a kid. My mom bought me a watch when I went to high school. But it was like a digital one. I remember her, I think she was kind of disappointed. I remember her being like, Aiden, you know, it's, it's like, a, we'll buy you a nice watch. I think it costs like a hundred bucks. It was like a Casio, pretty decent watch. And she, she mentioned that like her dad bought her a watch when she went to high school and, and she had it for like 10 years. <laughs> and, um, uh, I don't think what my mum my didn't really account for the um, the advent of mobile phones rendering the watch essentially meaningless as a functional item. It's now more of just a fashion thing, and I wasn't really that concerned with fashion as a teenager. So I wasn't. I, I wore the watch for maybe four years, and then I got a phone, and the watch just kind of went in the drawer. I always felt like she never mentioned it, but maybe she felt disappointed that I didn't have the same life as her. But you know what? Who can expect that in these days and times? Um, what the fuck am I talking about? I got three watches, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I got three watches, um, and they came. They came this week after like a month. I- I'd completely forgotten about them. I was like, I- in the time that I'd like been waiting for those three watches to arrive, and I got three. I got, um, I got like a... I thought I was like gaming the system a little bit. I was like, oh, it says like one, but I'll get three and hopefully I only pay for one set of postage. No, no, they pay for, they, <laughs> they charge you for postage for each watch. Even though they only come in one parcel, still somehow <laughs> they charge you three times. <laughs> I mean, when you're dealing with Instagram ads for free stuff, you kind of expect like what creative way are they going to fuck money out of me? <laughs> And, um, so I ordered three different ones. I got one that was like, uh, (laughs) one of them's got like a blue, white, and red tricolor strap. So it's like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like, it reminds me of air travel for some reason. Um, and it's like a, uh, what's it? It's like material, right? On the strap. And then another one is like the metal one that I guess is supposed to look like a fake, fake, fake Rolex. Um, so the strap is like, you know, interlinked metal. And then, uh, the third one, the Geneva is, it's like a, like a leather strap. And I got them and I realized as soon as the guy knocked on the door and I answered, I was like, Oh, this is what these are. Fuck yeah. And I unwrapped them and they were as shit as I expected. And all in their different individual ways, they were shit. The metal one, my God, I've never seen. I've never witnessed a bigger piece of shit than this. It's not, I don't know what kind of metal it is or if it's, it's probably like 1% aluminium alloy, you know, um, and just plastic and it like clinks together. It sounds like, uh, it, it sounds like a bunch of old chocolate bar wrappers at the bottom of your bag. That's what it sounds like when you kind of move it and I couldn't even get it to undo. So I couldn't get that one on my hand. Um, and also the time was wrong. And then the uh, the the airplane one, let's call it the airplane one for now, uh, is it, it was ticking. It was ticking, but it was showing the wrong time. And then I tried to twist the little knob to change the time, and it wouldn't. It wasn't doing anything. So I was like, "All right, well that one, that one's the one that I keep time with, but it doesn't show the right time." And then 
<laughs> then the brown leather strap one, the Geneva, was um, probably the nicest feel and, and strapped together really nicely. Um, and I could move the hands when I twisted the knob, but it wasn't ticking. So three watches, all of them useless. <laughs> I thought maybe the aeroplane one I could use on stage to just keep time when I'm, you know, that's kind of the reason I got it was to keep time when I'm on stage doing stand-up. Uh, but the other two, completely useless. Anyway, I, let, I showed Blake, my housemate. I was just like, yeah, you know, this is hilarious. Check out these watches that I got, and they all suck. And uh, about a day later, I got a message from Blake, and he goes, you know, I managed to get all three of those watches working. It turns out that little knob on the side of the watch, you just pull it out and twist it, and that's how you change the time, and then you push it back in, and it keeps ticking again amazing turns out i don't know how to use watches actually turns out the good people at uh whatever the fuck the name of the company i'm absolutely not giving them a shout out they're still bad watches but it turns out the good people at that company haven't screwed me out of money they've given me exactly what i paid for which was which is (laughs) free watches i got free watches um if anyone wants a watch i was going to give one so blake's got one and i blake's got the geneva which i'm a little bit salty about to be honest because it's clearly the best one um i've got the airplane watch if anyone wants that fucking garbage plastic one hit me up and i will send it to you (laughs) i'll send it to you for the same postage that i paid for it which i think was 12 american anyway whatever a third of 50 bucks is what's that uh, 16, 16, yeah, 16, so 17 Australian dollars. If you hit me up, if you want that watch, I'll send it to you. If you transfer me 17 Australian dollars, you can, <laughs> I never thought about that, but that is actually very funny. Um, what other podcast has secondhand merchandise, huh? Coffee is what happens when you're busy making plans. Anyway, Oh, let's talk about this cafe this week, man. The cafe I went to, uh, Everyday Coffee, it was real nice. It was, uh, so I've got this book, Where to Drink Coffee, and the subtitle is Grounds for Celebration, published by Faden, the expert's guide to the best coffee in the world. And uh, this being episode two, I am still in Melbourne, so I'm still checking out cafes in Melbourne. And uh, Everyday Coffee here, 33 Johnston Street, which is actually incorrect. It's around the back of that, but I found it. I'm not a fucking idiot. Um, This is the quote that it has in here. So, the cafe is calm and lovely, has a great energy, and is in a really fun part of the city. The environment is just perfect. Jordan Michaelman. Big shout-outs to whoever the fuck that is. Um, It was great. I went there of an afternoon. I got there at 1.30 in the afternoon, and... uh, it was, uh, I feel like you can tell a good cafe Cafe from, uh, if it's going to close at three or four, that's like, the, the focus here is coffee. You're not trying to wring extra lunch money out of people, you know? Um, and it's on like an industrial street. I remember walking up to it and I was trying, I was, I specifically wanted to go to that one. I get on the street and there's like three cafes in a row and I can't see, there's not like a big obvious everyday coffee sign, which again is endearing. I don't want like a big neon sign or something, you know? Um, but because there was no big sign, I didn't know which cafe I wanted to go to. So I was just kind of standing out the front and I didn't want to go into one and then find out that that was the wrong one and have to leave and go out and go back. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I don't know if you guys are of the kind of people who will go into a cafe 
and then decide that you don't like it and leave, that's a bold move. I've done that a couple times, man. Like, it was one uh, a few months ago. I was going in the southeast of Melbourne, and I kind of walked in, and the chick was just like, oh, do you want to sit in, like, you want to sit here or here? And I was like, can I sit at a table? And there's like, oh, and she goes, no, there's no, actually, do you mind sitting at the bar? And I was like, already getting a kind of maybe vibe from the place. Like, I wasn't sure about the coffee or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Actually, no, don't worry about it. Sorry, thank you. And just left. Because I just... I don't know what it was. There was something about it that was a bit off and I didn't want to go there, but I didn't want to do that to someone on the street where every day was and have them wondering, like, what did we do? You know? So, um, anyway, I sat out the front and I was like trying to figure out which one it was, figured it out, went in, it's got this big like roller door. It's like a converted warehouse, uh, pretty kind of, I guess, I don't want to say bland cause it's not bland, but it's like an empty space, but it was like very inviting, uh, heaters on the walls, and not the kind of place where the dude's going to be like, hey, come, like he didn't accost me. I walked in and the guy was just like, hey man, grab a seat. Cool. Um, I got a batch brew. Uh, it was a Burundi, uh, Burundi, Burundi, whatever, from a place called Shambhali. It was a bourbon wash. Um, it was fine. I feel like it had been sitting there for a while maybe, which is fine because it's 1.30 in the afternoon, yeah? So, I don't know. I have a filter because I don't like... If I have a second long black for the day, then I'm not going to be feeling good. I'm just going to be sitting there looking at my page going, Aah! so um, rather than that, I uh, I just have a filter. But I guess that's the price you pay with filter is like, if you're going to have a batch brew, you know, it's going to be sitting there for a couple hours um, because they don't make it to, like they don't make it to order for you. That's why you only get it for like four bucks. So it's like, pay like seven bucks for a fresh one or pay four bucks and take the risk that it's been sitting there for a while. And especially in the afternoon, there's not as many people getting coffee, so they're not going to be making them fresh. It was all right. It was like, it didn't really pop, but it still had a bit of sweetness. And um, the guy told me a bit about it. It was a bourbon wash, the bean, which I don't know that much about that process, but natural is where they leave the fruits on and then Obviously, that like rots off and the sweetness goes into the bean um, and then washes where they wash it off. So there's not as much sweetness. I guess a bourbon wash, they wash it with like a some sort of bourbon solution. So there was a little bit of sweetness in there from that. Um, it was nice though, man. And then I had uh, the smoked salmon bagel, which that was kind of what tipped me over the edge. Was I What was I rating these cafes at last week again? <laughs> was I rating them like... <laughs> <laughs> that's right did i rate it like four coffee cups out of five coffee cups or something i want to rate this one four and a half uh bagels four and a half bagels out of five bagels for everyday coffee because the smoked salmon bagel that i got 14 bucks a lot of salmon a lot of cream cheese dill um and there were capers in there as well and they did not skimp on those capers bro heaps of capers um and the bagel was from their place that they... So, this was interesting, right? I read through their menu and it was like, oh, we have this place, we have another place. We have like, they have like three other cafes and then they have a bakery called All Are Welcome and all of their bread and shit was from All Are Welcome. So, the bagel was really nice and fresh. And um, it made me realize that that was like a... Like a, a they've got a lot of money. They've got four places. So, that was a definite choice to make 
the cafe like to not have a lot of decorations and stuff around like i could clearly tell it was just a warehouse with some petition walls you know like fibro walls or whatever and then the kitchen you could kind of see into and even walking in through the roller door where the coffee machine was set up it kind of felt like i was walking into the warehouse of the cafe you know like there were seats outside in the sun but i was a bit cold so i went inside and it felt like backstage was the word that came to mind I walked past the coffee machine and it felt like, oh, naughty. Am I meant to be here? And I like that. <clears throat> I like a place that feels like as soon as you walk in, you're like in some sort of club. Um, so, yeah, that place is great, man. Everyday coffee. I guess it benefited from the industrial kind of vibe of the street that it was on. Um, because all of the things on that street, there was like a bar next to it that I guess was doing a bit of food and stuff. Um, and then everything around it would have just been creative industries, things like that. It felt like an old car garage that someone had just slapped a coffee machine into. And I don't know if it's, that speaks to like the DIY hipster dickhead in me, but I, I really like that. I just felt at home. I think someone was having a business meeting next to me as well. And I was, I really wanted to eavesdrop on their business meeting. Hey, um, I've got a good one next week. And I'm not going to talk about it now, but I've found a new cafe that's not in the book. That is my new favorite cafe in Melbourne. But anyway, I've got more shit to talk about here. So, um, oh, I dyed my shoes. That's right. Do you guys know you can dye your shoes? I bought these fucking shoes that I got from... Um, I think I talked about this maybe a couple weeks ago, but I went in with my comedy festival money after the, after the fest... And I was like, I want to buy some new shoes. I want to get them. I wanted them to be good for walking in, you know, because um, I'm going to be like, I want to have one pair of shoes when I travel around Europe, huh? So something that the sole is going to be durable. They're going to look good. But I also wanted them to be unassuming. I had in my mind, like uh, my friends from years ago used to rock Nike free runs and just completely black, like black with black decals, everything black so that you could just wear it with anything. And then I went into the Adidas store, but I had it, this is where I fucked up, is I had it in my mind, I'm definitely going to buy some shoes today. Like I just, I had the money, I'm going to Adidas, Adidas is good, right, it's a big company, they're going to have enough range that they'll have something there to satisfy all of my, all of my desires. And uh, I go in, I'm looking at these shoes, and I'm like, Really, at this point, I'll spend up to 300 bucks. I don't fucking care if they're going to be a good pair of shoes that'll last me till, like, the end of the year. And uh, I go in, and I'm looking. I see some that are, like, pretty plain, nice. But the guy gets talking to me, and he's like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, oh, this these ones are kind of cool. But I really want something that I'm walking in. I'm going to be walking around a lot, especially in Edinburgh, a lot of cobblestones. And he points me towards these ones where, like, the sole is made by continental tires. So, like... The midsole, like the squishy bit, is made by... It's like their special, you know, fucking... What's it on the side of the shoe here? Solar Glide? I don't know. It's, you know, this fucking squishy technology. You know how they're always coming out with new kinds of rubber and foam? And they're like, it's the latest one. <laughs> and you're like, alright, I'll buy you new shoes, mate. 10% squishier. <laughs> um, so... And then, but it's that. But then, on the bottom, the actual sole that touches the ground is made by Continental Tires. And this dude is telling me, like, man, it's 
it's you know it's going to last longer it's actual tire rubber but we don't have that sole in the shoe that you were looking at so he points me towards these other ones also and this is the bit that's got me suspicious he told me he was a magician because i was talking about how i'm a comedian and i got these cards and the show that i was doing and he was like oh you a magician i was like fuck no dude he goes i'm a magician and since i've so all right so i bought the shoes that he recommended me they were like garish is the word that i've been using this light blue like fluoro blue and fucking green highlights and they had the soul that i wanted but they're just too bright and after a week like initially i was like no i like them they're good and then after a week i admitted to myself actually i fucking hate these shoes and uh I started thinking about how the dude who sold me the shoes, <laughs> this is ridiculous, I think, but I started thinking about how he told me he was a magician and, and like realizing that I started thinking like maybe he conned me into buying those shoes, even though they were less expensive than the ones I was looking at. I was like, maybe they were at the end of the stock of those and they needed to sell them. And so that was like beneficial for him or he would get a bonus for selling those shoes. I just, the fact that he was a magician made me suspicious. Like, did this dude mind fuck me into buying shoes that I didn't want? And I started getting angry at him. I really thought about going back in and being like, listen here, you magic cunt. <laughs> I don't want these shoes, man. But I, I was like, I can't do that. Like, at the end of the day, I still made the decision. And you know he's not going to be like, ah, oh, you got me. He's just going to probably Jedi mind trick me again and make me buy more. Okay, maybe if you wear these socks with them, then you'll feel better about it. Okay, okay, Mr. Magic. So I, um, I fucking looked up, I started, I, someone told me that you could dye them. Someone, like a friend or, I can't even remember who, who it was, but someone told me that you can dye shoes. So I bought some dye from Coles, set up in, I should have brought a bucket, but that would have cost as much as the dye itself. So I just did it in the kitchen sink. <laughs> put the plug in, boiling hot water, black dye, tipped it all in there, and uh, I was thinking like, you know when you buy, I don't know, I always think when I buy something that's like a one-off, like I'm never dying anything again, there's no way I'm going to be like, there's no way I'm going to start being some kind of person who's like dying all their stuff, like you know Taco, he dies like half of his clothes, or no, that's not happening, this is a one-time thing, I'm dying the shoes that I bought foolishly, so... I'm not going to use the dye again, but still a part of me was like, nah, the dye was 13 bucks though, you know? Maybe I use half of it, and now I've just got dye in my house. <laughs> if I need. <laughs> For a second, I thought about that, and I was like, the fuck are you talking about, man? When are you going to need dye again? Just tip it all in. Stop being a pussy. That's the part of me that I can't commit. I'm, I'm a non-committal person. I can't commit to things. I've got a fear of commitment. That's the same reason that I've watched up to season five of Game of Thrones and then can't finish it. Or, you know, what other shows? It's fucking all the other shows that I've never finished watching or watched the last episode of in my life. I can't commit to stuff. That's the same reason that I didn't want to use that whole bottle of dye, I think. Anyway, I use this dye uh put it all in there and then chuck the shoes in chuck them in for like an hour and a half just stirring them around a bit also i looked up online the uh secret ingredient for dyeing clothing is dishwashing detergent who would have thought huh put a bit of like a like a tape or a teaspoon i don't know a little squeeze 
of dishwashing detergent in there. Not so much that it starts to bubble, so you stir it around really smoothly with the dye in there before you put whatever you're dyeing in. And it's, I don't know what it does, but if, do it, man. Don't be, don't fuck around. If you put it in there, if you dye something in a, and you don't put it in there and your shit catches on fire, don't blame me. I warned you. Put that dishwashing detergent in. It's been passed down from generation to generation. Um, so I put the shoes in there, leave them in there. If I had my time again, the only problem was I, they turned upside down because obviously the rubber on the sole was floating on the top of the water. So the soles, um, it, it turns out, yeah, the solar glide technology also absorbs dye. What will they think of next? Because the, uh, the midsole of my shoe has been dyed, which is very cool. But it only died halfway because half of it was floating above the water. So it's like, it goes from black to like a kind of lighter grey or like a dirty grey. It doesn't look that bad because it's on the sole. But if I had my time again, I'd probably buy a couple weights. I don't know where I would go about buying those from. But I would buy some weights and put them inside the shoes so that it went to the bottom of the tub and uh, evenly distributed the dye. Other than that though, amazing man. I'd fucking... Hung the shoes out on the line, and uh, it's said to put them through the washing machine after you dye them to make sure the dye doesn't rub off on your feet. But I'm like, what do I fucking care about dye on my feet? If I get cancer, I'll just sue the dye company. Sick. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> um, I didn't put them through the washing machine, and I haven't had any dye on my feet, actually. It's worked perfectly, and now I've got what I consider to be a brand new pair of shoes. Great success. Ah. <sighs> The song that I want to talk about this week, and then I've got one more story about probably the worst fucking gig, definitely the worst gig I've done all year, actually. Uh, the song that I want to talk about this week is 7am by Hack Baker. Hack Baker, I've, I've been listening to him for a bit, just like some black cockney dude from London. I love his shit, man. It's like acoustic stuff, um, he's talking about, uh, he has a few, like, protest songs, I think he's got a song about the London riots, or at least just talking about smashing stuff up in protest to the government, whatever, but this song, 7am, is the last song on his EP, and it's, um, I guess I was really vibing with it this week, I was listening to it while I was coming down off MDMA after, on the fucking Saturday morning, just, like, real breezy stuff, and he's talking about how it's 7am, shut the blinds, like, we're trying to we're trying to, what is it? He's like chasing the day, trying to shut out the night. No, chasing the, chasing the, no, I can't remember. I don't know, man. <laughs> Listen to the song because I'm butchering the lyrics. But um, it's just about those times when you're like in a room with your mates. It's the good ones. It's not the one where you're shaking in the corner from MDMA and you don't know anyone. It's the one where you're there with all your friends and you can see the sun coming up, but you're like, fuck that close the blinds, make it all dark, and pretend like it's still nighttime. Some of that's a bit gross. I remember in, in like 2012, 13, when I moved to Melbourne, living in that North Richmond house um, with a couple other dudes, like drug dealers and DJs were basically my friendship circle. And uh, <laughs> I remember this dude Brody used to buy alfoil and tape it to all the windows. To Like, Alfoil, if you didn't know this, Alfoil is the, hands down, most incredible blocker of light. If you got shitty blinds, and you really want a dark room at some point, buy your ass some fucking Alfoil, man, and tape it to the windows. 
I don't really, I've, I've suggested that to people before and they're like, oh, I don't know, it sounds oh, it's yucky. If you fucking complain about having a, having too much light in your room, if you've got shitty blinds, shut the fuck up and buy some alfoil, dude, and tape it to the windows. It's so easy. No one cares from the outside. No one knows that trick. No one's seeing that and going, oh, they're, you know, they're drug addicts and shit in the house. People don't know that. People don't care about your fucking windows. That's the attitude I've got from people is like, oh, I don't want people to look at my fucking third story flat and think that I'm dirty. No one fucking cares, mate. Buy some alfoil and stop complaining. Honestly, it is a wondrous, wondrous fucking life hack or whatever there. Um, but we used to do it in our house and, you know, everyone be taking drugs into the day, in the lounge room even, and uh, and playing records and stuff. Meanwhile, outside people are trying to go to brunch, you know? Very gross. Well, that song by Hack Baker, 7am. Oh my God, a beautiful song. I'll play it at the end of this, but before I do, I want to talk about this gig that I had. Oh man. <clears throat> Last Wednesday at Kodiak in Melbourne on uh, Brunswick Street in Fitzroy. A great gig, normally. Um, I really love going there, but the last couple of times I've been there, oh... There's this lady who is, like, in the crowd, and she just is way too involved. Like, it's an open mic, you know? People are going there doing five minutes, running new material, and in a five-minute set, when you want to just get the jokes that you've written out and see if they work, there's no time to be dealing with a boisterous audience member. That's the job of the MC. But even then, it's still... It's very hard, right? And this lady's sitting there in the front of the show... And uh, she's drunk or she maybe has some sort of mental thing. I don't know. But she's just laughing really loud at the wrong moments and like kind of to herself. Like it's like she's got her own jokes going on and she's like clicking up in the air. And it's it's almost like it's almost like she's trying to draw attention to herself. Um, and so I went on and she was she'd been there fucking a few weeks before and annoyed everyone and she was doing it again and I went on stage and I started my set and she was just like I, I think the first thing I said was like I've never been in a fight and she just goes oh good good and I was like ugh you're here again and uh said a few more things and she was interrupting and I just kind of snapped I went you're really annoying I wish you would stop and <laughs> And then I started doing jokes again. No one was laughing. And I kind of went, have I bummed everyone out by yelling at this lady here? And uh, and like a few separate people in the audience were like, yes, we don't like that you did that. And I started trying to explain it. And there was this other girl behind the clicky clicky lady who was like, no, I, I just think you need to get off. I think you need to leave. And I was like, whoa, you know, like, okay, I'm going at you now. I need to talk about that and then try and get everyone else back. And her friend jumped on board and after about four minutes of trying to like, trying to get the room back, I was just like, you know what? It's not happening this week. It just, I'm not going to get my stuff out. You guys hate me. That's fine. And, uh, I started trying to wrap up and she was like, I don't care about your feelings. (laughs) She said that. She yelled that out. I don't care about your feelings. (laughs) And I just went, fair Thank you very much. Have a great night. And walked off. Oh, fuck. It was so savage. I'm going to put the recording of that at the end of this so you guys can see and make your own judgments. 
easily the worst of the... I, I just passed 250 gigs for the year the other day, and uh, that was by far and away the worst of the lot so far. I couldn't believe that. I, I think if I had my time again... I don't even know. I've, I've, I've thought so much about it. I don't know how I could have done that better. Like, I went to... I, I, my mistake was I went too hard at the at the clicking lady, right? I snapped too quick because I only had a five-minute set, so I didn't have time to ask her politely and let her make a fool of herself and then kind of try and get everyone to turn on her. Like, you know, that's what that's the procedure in a longer set. Or if you're the MC, you try and do it like that. But I didn't have time to do that. And normally enough of the room is on side that I can just go, hey, come on, man, shut the fuck up. And, uh, and people find that funny or whatever. But in that room, maybe this is letting myself off the hook a little bit, but a few people from that night who went on after me said that the other chick who had a go at me was kind of combative and was looking for an argument as well. So maybe there was a bit of that in there. I don't know. I think what I, what I was feeling when I was on stage was that the two other people who didn't like what I was doing represented the mood of the entire room. I kind of felt like when they were, when they said they didn't like me, that meant that the rest of the 15 people in the room also didn't like me. And upon reflection, that may not be the case. So what I might need to do is figure out a way to ask the rest of the room whose side they're on without kind of putting the onus, without like, you know, without kind of trying to conscript them into my battle with these people. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know what I could have done. It was horrific. Uh, anyway, I think that's the podcast for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Aiden Taco Jones. Uh, for coffee is what happens when you're busy making plans. Next up, you're going to hear the recording of that horrific gig. And then you're going to hear a nice bit of music to finish us off. Have a good week, man. Peace. Fucks, how are we? Good? Sick. Yeah. I, I've never been in a fight before. Isn't that a bother? Thank you, Matt. Fuck, you're back. God damn it. <laughs> um, I've never been in a fight. I don't know, like... I've, I've, I've been beaten up before. I've just never punched someone. I would like to know that I could, you know? Like, I'm, violence for me, I think, is like... Uh, it's like a threesome. Like, I fantasise about it a lot, but I don't know if I could actually get the job done. Um... <laughs> I think about, like, uh, I just got back from WA, right? I did a gig in Exmouth, which is in the up in the north, like 13 hours north of Perth. And uh, it's a beautiful place, man. There's a reef and shit. The guy who was our, like, the dude that we stayed with up there, his name was Squirly. Isn't that great? That's his nickname. That's the name that he tells people. I love the charisma of a dude who's going to stand in front of people every day and say, my name is the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life, and just keep talking. That's great. This guy was, uh, so, so he works for the federal police in Exmouth because Exmouth was founded because uh, the US Army needed a place to put this like low frequency naval communications base in 1963 so they could communicate with their subs during the Cold War in the Indian Ocean. And for 30 years, the US operated that base. They built the town to operate that base. And then in 92, they gave it back to the Australian government. And now it is guarded by a man named Squirly. (laughs) And I asked him about the job. I was like, how's that job guarding the thing? He goes, yeah, man, we used to work by ourselves, but now we go out in pairs, so I can't take naps. Fuck, you're annoying. (laughs)
Got one person on board with that, two reluctantly. Anyone else kind of on board with that sentiment? This running, bubbling commentary down here, I don't like it and I would love it to stop. Thank you very much. You can fucking weird glasses. <laughs> no, it needs to be done, trust me. Um, I also asked him uh, about the bass. I was like, what's the, what's the, <laughs> this is so, I don't know how this is going to go after what I've just said. Uh, <laughs> I asked her, what's the biggest, uh, so I asked him, you're in my head now. What's the, uh, I asked him, what's the biggest threat to the security of this naval base? And he said, sluts. <laughs> Didn't think that was going to go well after I yelled at a woman. <laughs> the what, sorry? What was that? Oh, I didn't hear what you said. <sighs> anyway, um, so... It's interesting. All right, all right, all right. So um, we go out on the reef, right? And uh, this guy was telling me as well how he used to be the captain of one of these boats that goes out on the reef and takes tourists out there and shit. Oh, all right, sick. You're a normal person. I'll talk to you. What's up, man? What's wrong? What's happened? Are you bummed because I've yelled at her before? Yeah, it is a bummer, isn't it? But it is annoying that she yelled out, right? Maybe I shouldn't have gone so hard. What do you think I should have done? I don't think anyone yelled out. I think you just fucked up. You reckon I fucked up? Oh, maybe I did, huh? That's fair. That's fair. I was... I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be able to do my material. I'm going to get off in a second, but let's just rectify. Yeah, well, I'll tell you why. In a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now? No, 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 in a second. Can you get off now? What? Like, let's see how he finishes off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I know, it's tough, man. The reason I The reason I did that, I'll tell you why, is because I felt like her interjections... We really care. We really care. All right, no, 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 fair. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a nice night. Shots of tequila, all in unison. 
innocent Got new pals now, none of them innocent Leading to what now? Obvious oblivious, let's get the cabs now Right down to business Chasing the night, close all the blinds Everybody's fucked up, but we're all alright It's 7am now It's 7am now Yeah, best time to be alive Though I feel dire, I temporarily found what I've long that desired It's 7am now It's 7am now Yeah That bird's fucked up, mate it's double blatant My ex-bird's moving like a bloody secret agent Says I'm with ten birds, and that is blatant Blame it on the Snapchat, blame it on the Insta That bird's gorgeous, I hope there's no mister Fire up the pictures, smoke the amnesias Lads double fucked up, birds having seizures Only top birds here, only top geezers Liters upon liters, top boys divas Our summer season, our summer season My mate fell asleep on the stairs as he was leaving Then he came back up, started getting mashed up Shoes on the crack up, already woke the flats up Nobody sleeping, nobody sleeping We only live once and we live for the weekend now Everybody's fucked up, but we're all alright It's 7am now It's 7am now Yeah, best time to be alive Though I feel dire, I temporarily found what I've long that desired It's 7am now It's 7am now Yeah Greenlight is the debit card and app for kids and teens. Now, with investing. Investing is key to building long-term wealth. And with Greenlight, your kids can learn to invest at any age. They research stocks to buy, invest as little as $1, and you approve every trade. Track progress over time and learn about the world of investing together. Ready to invest in your kids' futures? Visit greenlightcard.com today for your free month trial.